Hi, this is Be Play Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. My son, who's two and a half, has been um, increasing his words day after day, but every time he pops out a full sentence, I could do backflips. It's so exciting. And even when he does sentences and I understand not a word, I still love listening to him. His sister, on the other hand, who's older than him at the same age, was already talking in multiple full sentences. So every child, as with everything, is so different. And that's no different. And that's the same with speech development. So when should you worry that maybe your child is falling behind? Janelle Curry is a speech pathologist at Melbourne and Peninsula Speech Pathology. She has over 18 years of experience with kids from 18 months to five years of age. Hi, Janelle. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. So one of the things that I'm sure many parents can struggle with is when uh, they're at that stage, when little children are at that stage where the sentence sounds something like <laughs> car uh, and it has an inflection at the end, so you know it's a question, um, they ha- I, I don't know about others, but I have this moment of just thinking, oh, do I pretend I understood or is that going to help him or do I have to ask him to repeat himself, in which case I am not likely to understand the second time round. Yes, yeah. Look, I think, you know, asking a second time and then if you still don't understand, asking him to show you what it, what he was meaning. And obviously if you heard that last word and it, you know, it was car and he has a car in your hand, you can always then, you know, if you've asked him twice, you don't want to make him feel bad. Yes. You can always just say, yes, that's a great red car. I bet you it goes fast. So that's not what he may have said, but you've made an appropriate comment on what he showed you. Right. So you don't try to put words in their mouth in terms of what they might be asking. No, because he might have asked you, Mummy, can I please throw this car in the bin? And if you say, <laughs> yes, yeah, sure, darling, and you pretend that you've understood him, it's going to go wrong. <laughs> oh, I completely get that. Yeah. Um, so when we um, – how much of it is about how we listen? Because sometimes when I'm sitting with my kids and they – it's almost like my daughter, she catches on quicker to what he's saying and I wonder – if as parents, even though we think, oh, they're really not saying much at the moment, is it about listening and understanding? You might actually get to understanding more if you listen really carefully. Oh, absolutely. And look, at us as parents, what we tend to do is, you know, if they're making lots of speech sound errors, our brain sort of overrides that. So if they're saying car instead of car and using the wrong sound, our brain, you know, hears car. And so, but when they're talking to unfamiliar listeners, it's actually the kids, as you said, who can interpret better because they're listening and they're not, um, they're listening to the context and they're not just thinking, oh, what's he actually trying to say? And busy parents, sometimes we're not in the moment, are we? And we're, we're doing other things, we're cooking or we're cleaning or, you know, something like that. So we're not totally engaged in that interaction. Whereas other kids are, they're right there. Um, and we, this is common. This is not just you. This is every single family will have a sibling that will interpret for the other. And I've got three children and my youngest is three. And often his brother and sister are saying, mummy, he wants this, he needs this. And, <laughs> yeah. and how can you help them along that path of, of getting more language? 
Yep. So um, we'll talk about speech sounds as well a little bit later, but getting more language. So, for example, with your son, if he's two and a half, and if he says, you know, something, 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 car, yes. and you've, you've heard that, that word, then you add language to it. So you'd say, oh, it's a big red car. I wonder if it goes fast. Let's push this car. So then you've added a concept of big, so a descriptive concept. You've added a colour and you've added, you know, push fast and things like that. So you're just um, adding to their interaction. You know, developing language skills is all about um, those conversations, like interaction. You don't need, you know, the big whiz-bang, shiny, flashing toy. It's just about following your child's lead. So if they bring up a, a book or a ball or anything like that and they make a comment about it, then you add language to that comment and try and keep that conversation going so after you've said something about the big red car i wonder if it goes fast and then he pushes it and he might say oh yes fast and then you might say let's see if we can go fast again so then you're keeping that conversation going and teaching him new vocabulary and teaching him new sentence structure but it's still fun you know you're not hounding him or asking him questions or you know and that's really important as well kids want to feel listened to and not just you know, count to 10. Do you know this? Do you know, you know, that sort of thing. And does it, I had a, have a friend who's a primary school teacher and she was the first person who said to me that one of the important things for her was always getting down on a child's level. I mean, so obviously her kids that she's dealing with are a bit older, but would you say that for language development, if we're talking with our kids, that that's important as well? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So put down your phone, um, maintain eye contact, get down to their level. I'm not saying play all day with your children. We still have to do the housework and cook meals and do all that. <laughs> but, you know, when they talk to you, get down to their level and show them that you're listening. And it's not just to expand their language. It's also to show them that that's how they should listen to others. So it's that social skill. You know, and even with babies, you know, we, we make sure that they're, they're looking at our faces and we make different sounds and, and then they make a sound and then we say a sound back. So that's early conversation, even in a you know, six-week to six-month-old. You know, they don't have to be talking to have that that really good quality interaction. Janelle, when does speech delay happen and why? Well, the why can be anything. So what you know our job as a speech pathologist is, is when it, you know when we go and visit a child is to look at the why and to really get into that. So we always do a hearing test first. Is there any hearing loss? Um, and then we look at, you know, cognitive skills. Is it a receptive language problem, so their understanding of language, or is it an expressive language problem? So some children have wonderful understanding and they can follow instructions and, and all of those things, but they just can't express themselves adequately. Um, and then what we look at, you know, is there any autism playing a part in their language delay? Um, you know, is it... Um, an older sibling does, you know, all the talking. That the little one doesn't ever get a chance to answer. There's lots of different factors. So we look at each family individually. And um, as far as when you worry, you know, as you said in your introduction, Siobhan, there's such a big range, you know, of what's average in language development. But I would certainly say, you know, if your child at two is not using 50 words, that when that's when you would sort of start to think, okay, well, you know, we need to keep an eye on this. And when I say 50 words, they don't have to be clear words. You know, they can use a particular sound. Um, you know, they can say broom, and that's their word for car. Or they can say moo, and that's their word for cow. So they don't have to be clear adult words. Um, but look, language delays can sort of... Um, 
you know, happen at, at any time or can be picked up at any time, the earlier it's picked up, the better, because closing that gap between them and their peers is really important, particularly for literacy development. So a preschooler or an you know, early school-aged child, if they have good language skills, then they're going to go on to be you know, good readers and good comprehension of what they've read. So it is really important to, if you have a concern and, you know, to, to investigate it. And take them to a speech pathologist. Janelle, thank you so much for your time today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. That's Janelle Curry. She's a speech pathologist at Melbourne and Peninsula Speech Pathology. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.